Of course, man. Well, awesome, Bobby. So, how's life been? Especially with like, I guess, Corona impairing like the like the health of like somewhat the elderly too. I saw the announcement on some Instagrams the other day and I was like, yikes. I mean, it didn't really hit me too hard because I know you personally are a UFO fanatic. I mean, Shanker is one of your go-to, right? are going one by one it seems like it's it's intense how many i understand like people come and go it's natural you know of old age and whatever but it's intense like how many pinnacle figures in rockdom are fucking leaving as of recent like this is the worst cursed generation when it comes to like all the heroes you know what i mean Okay, figurehead, motorhead, 
Seb Gothel, etc. Right? One by one, all of them go out within like three years. It's kind of, I mean, for you, I feel like it's more sentimental because, you know, you were around the heyday for it all. But for us younger generations, we sympathize just as much as you because, like, when Lemmy died, dude, I, I legitly cried. You know, I cried. 2016 was a shitty year for music. We lost Bowie, too. You know what I mean? gonna be a sad day when Tony Iommi or you know God forbid fucking Geezer you know or Bill Ward or Ozzy yeah, have to okay. depart Last fucking breathing. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine how funny those are some big motherfucking names throughout the industry years and years, decades and decades of, you know, forging the, the, you know, the way to rock and roll. You know, of Right, even though they're not contributed as much as they did in the past, they're still present for us to like, still acknowledge and appreciate. Nope, nope, not at all. Not one bit. I, I don't give a fuck what anyone says about who's big these days. Those guys are still breathing today, too. 
they don't even have to put anything out, like any material out. It's still like we're still privileged and blessed to have them extending to this time, you know? Yeah, and that's why, you know, people, you know, poke fun and stuff like that. Like, hey, shit, man, we're getting old. You know, the, the best thing to do is play the fuck that you can get there. <laughs> right. I mean, we're fucking, I mean, I speak for my, I speak for everyone, my listeners and myself, dude, we're fucking blessed to have you fucking out there still, man. You're not too old, though. Yeah, I certainly didn't think I'd be out there, and I'm, you know, virtually the age of the people I've been speaking of, and I've been, you know, very blessed to have been kept around, but like, uh, Stone said, when the load get ready, you got to move, you know. Dude, you've been going on for 50 years. You're coming on a 50-year anniversary, man. You've been holding Pentagram down from the get-go. It's been a fucking battle. But now it's like the past the past 20, 10 years, dude. Finally, the whole world fucking gets to see your face, and you've been putting so much good energy fucking on every performance, dude. Like, every performance I've seen from when I was a kid at the Ramona main stage, which we were discussing on our last episode that got cut. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to... Be rude when I fucking put your age in perspective, but for someone as in, in your status, dude, you're fucking got so much tremendous electrifying energy, and I don't, I don't know how you do it. Some people should be fucking like calling it quits or don't have the stamina you do. I don't know, I don't know what your secret is, but you're fucking all over the place on amps, fucking throwing hands there, fucking gyrating your hips, dude. It's sexy, man. No homo. It's it's sexy. You fucking on fire, dude. Oh, it's it really it slowed down a great great deal, and that's most attributed to the fact that I started watching all these zillions of YouTube performances of us, you know, all around the world, all these different countries and stuff. Yeah. And I started saying, "Boy, you're singing fuck. You are going off." and neglecting the hell out of it to be uh, a nut up there, you know, to do the woo-woo, like Bugs Bunny, you know, Daffy Duck type thing. performances online like I'm not I'm not it's not my place to say like how about you you go about like you know when it comes to your perspective with your performance but like still you everyone knows the songs you know I, I would hope that a fucking you know 
a spectator, someone that pays for a pentagram fucking concert has some knowledge of what they're seeing, you know, because one, if they don't, they're in for a fucking surprise. But two, like all these songs, dude, they're just as monumental for us, like part of our fucking soundtrack, like any Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin song. We know Forever My Queen and whatever or not, if you're if you feel like you're fucking up with a lyric or here or that or fucking your pitch, who cares, man? I mean, I respect you care. I respect that's your instrument. You got to do the best and we appreciate you for that. But at the same time, we're coming to see you, dude, because the lineup, the lineup, your your current lineups or your past lineup, it's always changing. OK, we're, we're not seeing the original members from like first days or last days here or fucking like Sinister. I, I know you got Victor Griffith for some of your shows and whatnot, but we're here to see you, man. And we love what you do. Greg's for been for 25 years? I didn't know. I thought Greg was more like of a 2000 uh, performance basis. Uh, he, play, he played in the band in 95, 6, 7. And then uh, there was no band from like, you know, 98 till, uh, to speak of, you know, from 98 till like, what, 2008. Okay, okay. Dude, Greg Turley is an amazing, super, super sweet man. I've had the privilege to meet him a few times on tour, on a few tours with you, and growing up as a kid as my first Pentagram shows. You got, uh, you got yeah, a solid bass player there. I love, I love Greg. Thank you. Yeah, when I met Greg, you know, he's Victor's nephew, and when I met Greg, he was seven years old. <laughs> no shit. Did you ever look at looking at him? Did you ever imagine that he was gonna be playing bass with you a decade later? No, I didn't. But he had a dream, and by guy, you know, he went for it all the way down the line. Dude, that's fucking food for thought. That's some knowledge right there. That's so fucking cool to hear. He was at a fucking death row show. Man, if I can go back in time, I'm not trying to kiss ass or what my listeners like. Well, Mike is fucking a kiss ass. Nah, dude. You, we, we've already, last episode, I've already explained that my childhood as an adolescent in my teens when I discovered Pentagram through like skate videos and whatnot, like Pentagram was like my life soundtrack. And I'm sure I speak for other people out there listening, like they can relate the same way. But Pentagram, when I was a kid, like I was getting my first BJ in the back of a fucking Honda Civic to fucking, I think it was Sinister, which was funny because it's like a heavy song, but... Sinister was going on. I was getting my knob fucking polished by a fucking chick. And then almost... Right, it's not the sexiest song, but it was playing. And then my fucking... Before my tolerance with marijuana kind of fucking went away, my first bonglos or fucking joints and or fucking spliffs were all rolled to fucking last days here playing full rotation. Like, God damn, dude. Thank you so... I mean, I'm not trying to fan out, dude. People who know me fucking know I'm not like this, but I... I Thank you so much for everything you've fucking done, dude. Well, hey, I appreciate that you like it, and, uh, you know, I hope that uh, we'll keep doing stuff that you like, and I uh, hope that we'll have a future, and that we can get back 
on the road in 21, you know, this year was pretty fucked. And uh, we had, you know, our first South American tour was canceled. Yikes. Uh, the first Japanese one was canceled. Right. We talked uh, about that, and, yeah. And, uh, and our, our European one, uh, which we hadn't been over Europe now in a few years, the European and Scandinavian were canceled. And so uh, they kind of sucked. You know, we got to do uh, kind of like uh, two in the north east and south and a little bit out to the midwest and we didn't even get to the west coast in 19 and you know there's a lot of places we still want to cover we still want to get you know uh tentatively we're having they're working right now on setting up so on pole um our european agent booking agency is setting up the tour for uh now it's uh, Europe in August and October in 21, and a large one for the entire UK in March 22, and June in 22, Scandinavia. So. That's a lot to look forward to. That's most. That's better than what most people got going on for them, especially like. Well, if, it, if it comes off, and you know. Right. 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 Dude, I can only imagine the South American, the Japanese crowds fucking losing their fucking minds for you guys. sounds like a really realistic opportunity because uh, I have some friends uh, especially a band you toured with and I got to meet you through them we discussed it in the last episode too bad uh, it can kind of be weird to like reset the story again but Radio Moscow was able to do a few consecutive shows with the Groundhogs in the UK the last year or so and they're still fucking active as a motherfucker they're still killing it I mean, who isn't? Come on, they're fucking, they're fucking pinnacle, right? They're pinnacle, cherry red. Don't get me wrong. Most people had never heard of them until several years ago, and have heard very little of them because they have really, really stayed in the underground scene. And uh, you know, Tony Chess McCree, Tony McCree is not there anymore doing it, and he's the
I'm, I'm curious to ask because I got friends who are fucking like kind of like collabing with some fucking legends of your era too like you wouldn't happen to be staying in touch with like Bobby Caldwell or Randy Holden or anything like that would you? Captain to Beyond wasn't the same after the first album, and then what he came back on what the third or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he came back on the third, and it got pretty hot again, which is pretty neat. He's so talented, my God. Oh my God. Play. Now, yeah. Fucking legend, legend. So Bobby, we talked to. Uh, we're gonna re, we're gonna resurface some. We're gonna we're gonna make up for the lost conversations we had in the past because our our listeners gotta know what the fuck you're going you got going on, but. You got a punk album in the works, correct? anything to anyone yet 
That's cool. That's cool. That's got that's that keeps us listeners and fans sitting on the edge of our seat. When it's gonna come, it's gonna be the first one to jump off our ass to get. for a bunch of our listeners when I fucking threw out on our last conversation that now that I think about it I'm not gonna put it out but I called you the godfather of doom you know what I mean and your opinion on doom made me fucking laugh my ass off because it's so fucking accurate god damn it listening li- listeners respect respect Happy to hear and, this. Yeah, and, and this kind of stuff is so goddamn slow that I end up comatose by the end of a nine-minute song that has no changes and no dynamics and one riff going along and along over and over and it gets Just let's play loud and not worry about any tone on the guitar at all. 
the funny part is there's so many repetitive doom bands out there. Dude, preach, brother, preach. I'm fucking hyped that I I share the same opinion. I You're a rocker, but your heart is fucking as a punk rocker, more or less. Am I right, or am I wrong? I, I loved it, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I dressed with that, uh, the old 70s, like, uh, balls, silverhead, Coupé Perry's, kind of glamish style. And I used to always wear a lot of makeup, and which I don't do now, because I kind of feel like uh, it'll make me... <laughs> but, you know, I'm still wearing the chicks' tops and the heels and all that kind of stuff, and the stretch pants and all that kind of... at the end dude you fucking you blow people's I mean like I said to anyone who has no visual of who you are right you're listening to pentagram you got maybe the impression that you're fucking wearing maybe like a cloak or some fucking or like some straight up studded leather jacket which I, I know you wear you sport leather don't get me wrong I've seen you in some cool leather jackets in the past don't get me wrong I like that one blue one you used to wear and like the the red one but uh dude I mean when you're on stage, you're hearing the fucking beat and fucking the rhythm and fucking pentagrams going, then you're fucking with the bedazzled shirt and the fucking tights and the fucking platform boots. Woo! Socks that you know have grease stains all over them to me doesn't 
Yeah, like, dude, it's a it's a whole package, you know what I mean? You're hearing and you're seeing. You're a fantastic entertainer. I mean, I don't mean to—I don't mean to be a biased kiss ass just because you're on the show or anything. But like I said, you wouldn't be on here if I didn't appreciate you full on. That's all. The, that's the whole objective, and it's amazing that you know. shame it's a complete shame it's a total thing of the past it seems like if people do that today it's like they're overdoing it you know it's like it doesn't seem organic as to back then in your heyday and the rest of everyone's heyday like alice cooper or fucking you know uh t-rex or fucking whoever you know they fucking could be walking out of the front door to the grocery store looking like this and it was still like the most acceptable attire i don't know right yeah Absolutely. And I mean, those people, you know, from all the documentation and all the photos and fucking recordings, whatever, when we can look back on it, it was so, it was something magical. It's you're considered almost a clown if you fucking sport that lifestyle today. It just doesn't fucking. You're a Soundgarden fan. You're. Are you a grunge fan? it's interesting for people to get the opportunity to hear what like you know that you you obviously especially from what we've seen like in past like documentations like you are you are a living breathing aficionado and have a tremendously beautiful record archive from when we last checked you know what i mean like you you seem to be tolerant to a lot of music (laughs) i can only fucking imagine you have some goodies I mean, how intense is the record collection today? Okay, okay. I mean, they just sit 
pick up the name on there, you know. Right, right. And appreciation and value goes to like almost nothing. So yeah, it's a personal thing with me, you know. I mean, you know, all my albums, Billy's albums, and Hendrix albums, and, you know, Cream albums, or these Sabbath albums, or the Alice Cooper albums, all those things, you know, original issues of all those things are mean something to me. You know, and they're gorgeous. The records are near mint. Almost all of them are excellent near mint. And the covers are, uh, I'd say, VG plus and excellent. Or VG plus to mint. Actually, to near mint. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the record's only worth what someone wants to pay for. Right, uh, right, right, the, right. Yeah, they don't have the catalogs like they used to have catalogs that showed you every categorization of a particular album and not what someone will pay for it being worth but just a stipulated worth which is kind of different the way they grade things now they grade them by supply and demand obviously yeah. you ever fuck with discogs some retro pentagram reissue stuff going for a hefty price on Discogs I'm not gonna lie I, I've been curious to see for myself yeah like what's going on here we're seeing for shit these days. I don't even got a turntable. I got a collection in my storage unit back home, but I ain't fucking with it anytime soon. I wish I could afford a storage unit to put them in. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Ain't that the fucking truth? The struggle. But we also discussed, all right, we're going to keep on getting topics rolling around. We got to make the most of this interview or this fucking airtime with you and I. We're going to talk. You had some new secret releases because we were talking about like, you know, Psycho and how you and I were hanging out with Frank and the Bang Boys and Radio Moscow and Jeff O'Keefe was hanging out too. I was I was kind of clowning on you and you were asking for some chocolate milk. It was a funny time, funny time. But you got some new releases for a pentagram and Bedemon, am I correct? Because we were talking about Stone Bunny and those recordings and they were fucking like, how awesome. Okay, that, that little point has changed. We, we have... Um... What's going to end up coming out is just on 
they have these four or five what they call record collector store days. Yeah. Uh, year, I guess now, uh, and uh, at the end of October, uh, scheduled to come out will be the uh, recording. There's, there's no hope. It's just a guarantee, man. It just sounds like a collector's item waiting to be distributed for everyone. Every nerd in the game is going to be picking that thing up the moment wherever it's being announced, you know? happy with how everything came out for the most part, right? I mean, it's been a heavy, it could be in a, in a way to say a dry spell for the most part, but I mean, you guys have been so fucking busy at the same time. You've been playing some fucking A-list fucking festivals within the past five years too, you know? It's been a good 10 years. I, I think personally from a spectator's perspective and being on the sideline of shows and backstage and at some tours and seeing you around, you've been, you've been kicking ass, man, more than ever. And it's like, I don't know how to, I don't, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, uh, biased or anything. Well, fuck that noise, but. I'm fucking proud of you, Bobby. I think your well, fans are proud of you. I think all the work promoters and everyone who's fucking been working with you business wise are proud of you. Proud of the band as well. You've been doing you've been you've been delivering what people have been dreaming about for a while, you know what I mean? You're on stage, you're kicking ass, you're going, you're visiting people, you're fucking bringing some live action what they need from you because you know Pentagram it's just as relevant, maybe you disagree, but it's just as relevant to fucking Van Halen or ZZ Top or fucking Black Sabbath in our soundtrack. I mean, laugh about it. Laugh, no, no, laugh about it. I can say these big names, you know, maybe you don't feel like you're on par, but for your fans in this millennial generation, whatever the fuck. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Fucking in this millennial generation, if I could fucking go back in time and just explain the early 2000, 2010, 13-ish, you know, 15-ish, Pentagram was the soundtrack in the West Coast for every fucking head who was listening to rock and roll. I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say. You guys were the soundtrack because we already heard Led Zeppelin when we were babies. 
We still appreciate them. We already heard and played fucking Super Not a billion fucking times. And then, sure, we, we were discovering Captain Beyond, fucking, you know, uh, who else? Wishbone Ash. We were discovering the Groundhogs. We had fucking bands at the current time fucking throwing down pretty well. Sleep, all these dudes. But then there was Pentagram. And Pentagram was, I think everyone who listened to Pentagram felt unique in a way because fucking you had fucking on your Spotify, on your radio playing fucking all the legends and all the hits, Sabbath and et cetera. But you didn't have Pentagram playing on fucking the WMA fucking rock and roll hour, fucking whatever, you know, in the morning. You had Pentagram, you had to research it, you had to download it, burn it. You're stuck in the underground. But you know, Whenever I can say, I know I fucking, anyone listening can fucking relate. You can send me a message and say, fuck you, Mike. Don't fucking talk for me. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Pentagram was a fucking personal discovery in any way. Whether we listened to it fucking through someone's playlist at a party. We found it fucking in a video or fucking on YouTube as we were browsing music or whatever the fuck. When we discovered Pentagram, and I speak for myself and everyone as I repeat over and over. It was a fucking discovery. It was like, what the fuck is this? And why is it so fucking good? And now this is going to be day to day fucking what I'm listening to. I'm going to take a shit listening to Pentagram. I'm going to cook my eggs fucking over easy to Pentagram. I'm going to make love to my woman to Pentagram. I'm going to do a fucking bump. My first fucking adolescent bump of cocaine or whatever. I don't want me to be rude or destructive or anything. Fucking first the cocaine to Pentagram. I got my first fist fight to a pentagram song. I got my first beer at the jukebox with a pentagram. It, that's how it goes. Take it or leave it. That's how much praise I have for you. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. And uh, there are some other bands. Wicked Lady, you know, Wicked Lady was my go-to. Or Captain Beyond. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Pentagram. Some of my friends band like Radio Moscow, Earthless, Wicked Lady, and etc. you know. I wouldn't be here fucking talking to you if it wasn't for your music, dude. Straight up. That's all. I had to get that off my chest. Listeners can be like, fuck you, Mike. We're not here to hear you talk. We're here to hear Bobby. But I had to say that. Does it blow your mind? Hey, does it blow your mind Jack White did a cover of your song? What's that? Does it blow your mind that Jack White's band, The Raconteers, I think it was The Raconteers, did a cover of your song? I think they did. They did Forever My Queen. They had a female vocalist who I don't know who the singer was, but the rest of the band... Yeah, Jack White, fucking White Stripes, fucking pasty, fucking... Yeah, yeah, Dead Weather did Forever My Queen. Okay, Dead Weather, Dead Weather. Fuck, so sick. You deserve 
every bit of it, bro. You deserve every bit of it. I wouldn't be surprised if you fucking got Kirk Hammett or any of those motherfuckers from Metallica fucking throwing down for you too, you know what I mean? They do tribute for Diamond Head. I don't see why they wouldn't do it for Pentagram. I mean, in your own in your own right, dude, you're a heavy hitter. Right. As I said, but in your own right, I know it's uh, I know you 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 don't have to take the compliment. You know, I'm not trying to boost and flatter your ego, but as I say, I know I've been in the I've been I've been in the music scene for a minute, right? I've I've dedicated like the last twelve years of my life been on the road, involved taking photos, being backstage, whatever the fuck talking to the big wigs, hanging out with legends, you know, fucking partying with everybody. I've got like, I like to fucking boast on my end. I've really advantage when it comes to seeing the inside reality of fucking what gets this industry and this subculture heavy rock going. And at the same time, the testament, the testament to it all is, yeah, we got some Rocky Erickson, you know, we got fucking, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 my brain's farting. I have 10 cups of coffee. We got like fucking Rocky Erickson. We got Pentagram, dude. And it's fucking always comes back to you. Like, where are you at today? Like, well, I, you know, I was fucking influenced by Budgie, you know, and Bobby Liebling fucking is king. End of story. I've heard that. Bobby Liebling's king. And yeah, Budgie is fucking tight, you know, fucking so-and-so is tight. Fucking Wishbone's tight, you know, Groundhog's are tight. Fucking... Yeah, I get it. Bobby is king, but you said that, right? You said Bobby is king. Pentagram goes. All right, cool. Well, anyways, anyways, you don't have to respond. Blah blah. blah. I'm fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. You don't. You... Come on, man. I love you, dog. Hey, man. You know, I, I've got, I've got some photo proof of me kissing you, man. That's how fucking much I love you. You're fucking, you're nothing but smiles for miles. When we're really, the, the world and this music culture, the majority of our listeners kind of like cater to a fucking particular sound and whatnot, you know. We, we all come from the same cloth in a sense. That's what separates us from the fucking Kendrick Lamar fucking bullshit, Kanye West crap that's going out today, or Jonas Brother bullshit. We're all here to fucking stick together as a community, but we all can relate that fucking... We all fucking love Pentagram just as much as we love fucking, you know, Into the Void by Black Sabbath or fucking, you know, Blue Cheer or any of that shit, you know what I mean? Large, mega, super family-sized compliment. <laughs> but own it, Bobby. Own it. You're the shit. You know it. Fucking whatever. So we're stoked about the future you got going on. I know 2020 is a fucking dickhead. You fucking got postponed like fucking... All the rad opportunities for the Southern American, the Japanese. Going to Japan, by the way, is fucking my hat off to you. You know you made it big if you're going to Japan, so take that into. Be humble on that. The Japanese want you. They only want people for a reason, you know what I mean? No one just goes Absolutely. to Japan. But, Absolutely, yeah. I'll be thrilled. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, uh, at least I got, uh, I got six new complete brand, brand new fun, which songs uh, written for future reference of pentagram stuff. Fuck like, yeah. That's know, that's good to know. And uh, in fact you're not written down on anything. Then I know them A to Z. Uh, 
the whole, all the parts and stuff like that, but they're all in my head and so forth and so on toward the new Pentagram album. And uh, I'm sure Greg and Matt, you know, have some new compositions also. And I think if, if we get to do a new studio album uh, in the next year or two, that it will very possibly or probably be almost all brand new stuff. <laughs> That's something to look forward to then. Well, I finally got all the, the recordings. You know, we got all the recordings of the old rehearsal and demos of all. That's why I did a refined version through the years on all the parents of the albums because I had to get this stuff, you know, like kind of, you know, home. It's fucking rad to hear you laugh, by the way. It's really, it's, 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 it's humbling to hear you laugh, Bobby. There you go. That's gold for our listeners, too, hearing you. You and the rest of the world, right? Maybe your situation yeah, maybe really. differs, but you and the rest of the world. Yeah. Really if only time by five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, uh, I think we had a solid hour of airtime. We can keep going if you like. If you have anything else you want to let the world know, we can keep going. You've survived so many odds and you're still fighting and you're fucking not fighting like a you're fucking kicking ass still. Fifty years of pentagramming and it keeps going. Yeah. It looks like looks like more to come. Fuck yeah, I hope so. Don't go anywhere. Thank you all. You know, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. It's, it was my honor and my pleasure. You're you're one of my favorite guests so far. I love all the guests I've had, but it's it for me. It was a personal accomplishment and favor to have you on. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad everybody uh, will get to listen to this stuff. Hopefully. Hey, and the cool part of this at the end of it all is you and I are now we we're in contact casually and whatnot. So it's also been an extended pleasure because now I can just say what up to you whenever I want. Okay. You're the best. All right, brother. All right. Well, again, hey, respect. What do you got going for the rest of the day? <laughs> All right, brother. You have a good day, man. God bless. All right. Peace out. All right. That was Bobby Liebling. How about that? Legend. You're listening to Shooting the Shit. I'm your host, Mike W. And again, That was a pretty humbling episode. 
The audio may sound a little bad. We had some technical difficulty, technical difficulties as usual. I mean, whatever it is, what it is. If you're listening, you're listening. You're stoked. That was Bobby. Peace out. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Mike W, aka Perspective Psych, and you're listening to another episode of Fucking Shooting the Shit. All right, down to brass tacks. Last week. I did this interview with the guest, and I fucking lost it in the void. Can you guess who the fuck it was? It's like the worst fucking thing to do. Like, the worst thing to happen on the history of the show so far. But fuck it. This dude doesn't need much of an introduction, but without further ado, I announce that Bobby fucking Liebling, Bobby Liebling of Pentagram is the guest. And I got to tell y'all, we're cut more or less from the same cloth, I would imagine, if you're listening, you're listening, whatever, you know. If you're here, you know it's good, you know, we all kind of fucking got the same taste and whatnot. For the most part, you ain't fucking anything special, neither am I. But as you were getting your dick sucked for the first time, or you're fucking eating pussy for the first time, maybe not the first time for that, or you fucking rolled a joint. You went out to a party, got in a fist fight, got arrested, had one of those rat ass experiences on a trip, you know, going for a long ride. Pentagram was playing in the background. Can you relate? I'm sure you can. I mean, it was in the fucking background, more or less. The fucking shit that fucking helped us fucking get through our weird ass fucking prepubescent or whatever transitional phase in life that we're going through. Pentagram was there, and it fucking got us pumped. If you weren't backing it, then get the fuck out of here, dude. You're not supposed to be listening to this episode. Go fucking listen to some Tame Impala fucking Jonas Brother bullshit, son. I don't give a fuck. Pentagram fucking saved. Just as fucking pinnacle as Black Sabbath. Just as fucking heavy as Captain Beyond. Just as fucking dope as when we were all going through that fucking Wicked Lady phase. Which is nothing to be ashamed of, Wicked Lady goes. Except for you purists out there who say it's not fucking as progressive as you want it to be. Fuck you. Pentagram helped define more or less who we were. And if not, it was part of your life. And there's no fucking denying that. So without further ado, it's my, it's my greatest pleasure. I don't know if that's the way, right way to say it. It's fucking my highest honor and with great pleasure for me to have the legend, Bobby Liebling. Enjoy the show. <laughs> 